This special S-Class interview with Ted Remy is brought to you by Gamefly. Ladies, fellas, are you living that couch life? The couch life sucks, but you know what it was awesome about the couch life? That big TV you got down there, that's right, and your gaming console. Gamefly will make that couch life that much better. Basically what they do is they're a subscription service that will send to you a game or a movie that you have on a list. Basically, you get your game or your movie in, and when you're done with it, you send it back and they send you another one. It's pretty awesome. They have over 8,000 new and used games. And say you play a game that you really like and you want to keep it, you just pay a used game fee and you keep it, and they'll send you the next game that's on your list. It's pretty epic. You can actually even play now without even a console. All you need is a, a smart TV, like say an LG smart TV or a Samsung smart TV or an Amazon Fire TV. All those things will work, and you can stream movies uh, through those devices. Right now is a great time to sign up for Gamefly because the holidays are upon us, and we all know that there's a bunch of really awesome games that are coming out, and they all cost a lot of money. Right now, I think we're all going to start playing Battlefield 1. That's what pretty much you, the listeners, asked us to play, so that's what we're going to do. So if you want to see us playing it, uh, one of the best ways to do it is get the game through Gamefly and then squad up with us on Battlefield 1 and uh, play some multiplayer with us. Also coming out soon is uh, Titanfall 2, which I'm getting Watch Dogs 2. That looks pretty epic. And uh, yeah, so if you do us a favor, go to GameFlyOffer.com forward slash BTI, and the first month of subscription is on us. Pretty sweet, right? Once again, that's GameFlyOffer.com forward slash BTI for your first month of subscription for free. And now, on with the show. Welcome to Black and the Black Times Infinity. I'm your host, Cthulhu's Prodigy. Alongside me, we have Kronos, uh, Old Ninja, and uh, Blue. And we have a special guest, an S-Class interview guest, the legendary Ted Ramey. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on your show, guys. Oh, my God. It is a pleasure to have you. You've starred in so many epic things, but uh, where we uh, are enjoying you the most right now is on Ash vs. Evil Dead. So... Thank you. Uh, thank you. I, you know, it is. Uh, it has been a wild ride so far. It's been crazy. Um, it is. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's like. Um, it's you know because I did this thirty years ago and now I'm doing it doing it again, guys. <laughs> it's like a weird. It's the weirdest high school reunion ever. <laughs> and you're getting paid. <laughs> Holy yeah, shit. except they pay you to go to back to high school. That's right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, you know what's great about the show is actually I've been going back and watching the old, you know, Ash versus or you know, Army Dead. of Darkness and Evil yeah. Dead, and it's like they really used everything from the old ones. Like the car was the same, everything was the same. I was like, holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's it's crazy. You know, like they everything you see on the show is well. Look, you know, the show's supposed to take place in Michigan, but they shoot it in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh wow. So. Everything you see has been recreated there, and which is weird enough, but made doubly difficult by the fact that, um, you know, like we all take for granted in the states that, um, you know, we just drive on the right. There's the double yellow lines oh, yeah. and the stop signs that are red with the octagon and all that stuff. But they don't have that stuff there. They don't, <laughs> in other words, of course they have stop signs and and dividing lines, but they all look different. And, of course, all the cars have the steering wheels on the other side because they drive on the left. Yeah. So it's crazy. So every car you see has to be imported into New Zealand and all kinds of stuff like that. So, like, everything's, like, you know, totally like a little Michigan that's been transplanted, you know, 6,000 miles away. It is a mind fuck. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> that's that crazy. Awesome. You even think about that, like, since they since it's a show that's based off of a city in America that they have to import all the cars in there. That's that's crazy. Yeah, never I, thought about that. And I knew it was filmed in New Zealand. I just never it never occurred to me that you guys had to do all that stuff. That's fucking amazing. That is great. 
So on season two of yeah, Ash first, it's, it's, yeah. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Go ahead, guys. Sorry. I was just going to say, on season two of Ash vs. Evil Dead, you're playing the character Chet, who's, I guess, a Gulf War veteran, uh, a man who enjoys himself some titty bars, and <laughs> who may or may not have hired a, a transsexual prostitute. <laughs> I mean, I don't really see what's so strange about any of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, wow, you got this crazy character. I'm like... Look, let's all face it. At one point or another, we've all been there. And, <laughs> hey, I ain't saying, I'm just saying. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, not knowingly transsexual. As nothing's wrong with it. <laughs> no. Um, the, um, well, yeah, Chet is a guy who is Ash's oldest best buddy. That's right. He lives in this little town, this fictional town called Elk Grove, Michigan. And Elk Grove is probably, for those who are Michiganders, uh, is probably supposed to be somewhere, I would guess, south of the Leelanau Peninsula, if you're familiar with that area, Michiganders. The Upers. Uh, maybe like west of, Gay, uh, west of Gaylord, so there you go. <laughs> on a map, fans can see where that sh- town might be. Nice. But uh, he's Ash's oldest buddy, and he's really the only guy who sticks by Ash, who doesn't think Ash is a terrible monster. Not a killer. In fact, he probably thinks that he did kill all of his friends when he was a kid, you know, Ash, but... But Chet is such a loyal buddy that he doesn't really care. He's like, yeah, okay, sure you killed all your pals, but uh, I'm going to stick by anyhow. And he's, that's the kind of, friend, uh, kind of friend you want, you know. But he is a burnout. He does drink. He does, uh, you know, make ketamine-laced um, <laughs> booze, you know, concoctions for his buddies all day. So he's no one you want, you know, your daughter dating. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. Spawn. Speaking of um, drinking, unless you're like a really, really liberal dad, <laughs> then maybe you would. But otherwise, you know, keep Chet away from your daughter. That's what I would say. Nice. Yeah. Speaking of of drinking, uh, the pink fuck seems like the scariest drink of all time. <laughs> uh, what is the worst drink you ever had in your entire life? Oh, the worst. The worst drink I've ever had. You mean like? You mean like the worst drink that like? made me sick sick and like you know made me wish i hadn't had it three days later or yes. like at the time the most like potent drink uh let's say both what's the most <laughs> potent <laughs> uh, most potent drink I've ever, well i'll tell you the most potent drink i've ever had is one that i make personally it's it's believe it or not it's a it's a kind of an old old family recipe um it's a it's a kind of a christmas punch that i put together um, and I say that, you know, with deference to the holiday of Christmas, because it is maybe the most unchristian thing you can do to your body. If you're <laughs> that mindset. Um, it is, it is, a, it is, a, uh, there's, there's, I can't tell you exactly what's in it because it's a little bit of a secret, but I can tell you there's a great deal of champagne, rum, triple sec, um, brandy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Whoa. I'm kind of an amateur Ooh. mixologist, so I do love making drinks. <laughs> Um, I would say, well, the truth of the matter is the drink that I never recovered from quite, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say legally, uh, even on the air, just for fear that the LAPD may pull up to my door. (laughs) Um, But I will say that this particular drink that I had several years ago, uh, I felt the effects for about four full days and then didn't want to drink ever again. Wow. (laughs) Sounds like so, uh, but there really is, guys, a, a pink fuck drink. Did you know that? Actually, was yeah, it, I was actually that. Hold on, what you were talking about was it ayahuasca? 
Yeah, there, there really is one. It's <laughs> popular. It's true. There really is one. It was, there was one. It was in the 70s, um, and they, um, uh, they used to make it. I know it was popular on college campuses because, like, if you, had, if you were, in, like, in pre-med and you had access to ketamine, uh, and incidentally, ketamine is like this post-surgical drug that's given orally to patients mm-hmm. if they can take things orally after surgery because it kills all the pain. Like, you are just numb. Like, it just makes you numb. But med students found that if you just took a little bit of it, it would give you um, basically this feeling, this euphoric feeling, this slightly psychedelia feeling. And it tasted apparently like shit. It was so bad <laughs> to eat, like apparently worse than, you know, ecstasy or something like that, I guess. Wow. And so what they would do is they'd mix it in with every sugary piece of crap in their bar. You know, they'd mix it with like orange juice and lime and grapefruit <laughs> juice and anything else they could get their hands on just to get that taste out. But, yeah, people actually drank that crap back in the 70s, and so we're sort of reviving that, that idea. And I think that idea came, was come, came up with by uh, – I'm not mistaken. My brother Ivan Ramey, who's one of the writers on the show, I think he, I think he actually drank quite a bit of that stuff in the day. Ah, dang. Yeah. Well, so. quick question: the you guys actually flashed the recipe on that on that episode. Is that the actual recipe, or is that like kind of just made up recipe for the peak fuck? Uh, no, that's an actual recipe. Um, I okay. Look, let me just say this. <laughs> let me just make a little disclaimer here for those for those kids or adults watching this <laughs> i do not endorse that you take drugs um i do not suggest that you take drugs however if you do uh twitter me and let me know how the experience went that's all <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah uh, make sure you do so in a controlled environment i guess <laughs> that's Holy awesome shit. get in here old ninja uh i want to i want to talk to you about some past projects um so I guess there's some discrepancy about your work on uh, one of Prodigy on our show. He loves Xena Warrior Princess. That's well, his I like do too. Show. Everybody yeah. loves yeah, it. Everybody yeah, loves but the show. Pro- Prodigy talks about it more than anybody else. But so you were uh, involved with uh, the musical aspect with um, famously Jocks of the Mighty. Now, did you write that that tune or did you just perform it? No, I wrote it. I wrote it with nice. the um, director awesome. of the, that particular episode. His name is Josh Becker. And um, Josh Becker's a, a great uh, directorial uh, comedian. He's just great at you know, finding stuff for his actors to do that's funny. And um, in that particular episode, I was you know, chained, if I remember right, in this prison, chained to the wall in this prison you know, with the actor uh, Renee O'Connor. She and I were you know, chained up. And there was nothing much to do in this particular moment. So Josh said, I have a great idea. Look, why don't you sing a song? Because everybody hates it when people sing songs uh, to themselves and <laughs> they can't tell them to shut up, you know. So, which I thought was really funny. So he said, why don't you sing a song about yourself, how great you are, to make it even funnier. And I thought that was really funny. So he came in with the lyrics. Um, Josh had, um, uh, I think he had writing wrongs and singing songs was Josh's I, I line. And then... Uh, I sort of came up with the rest of the lyrics and the and the melody, which was a kind of a an amalgam, you know, quasi ripoff of car- cartoon hero themes I'd seen as a kid, and uh, that was it. And then you know, Joe LaDuca recorded it on, a, you know, and uh, it was that was the end. But that thing, that song, has freaking haunted me for a million <laughs> years. I mean, I'm 
I'm half sorry I ever sang it because any convention I ever go to now, they're like, sing the doctor song. Uh, well, can you sing? <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> I just can't sing that freaking thing anymore, man. Uh, we're I not do it. We're not going to ask you to sing it, but we just wanted to get the origins of it to clarify because it looks like some people were confused whether you wrote it or just performed it. Well, you did both. No, I'm, I wrote that song. That's me. That's awesome. It was me um, and Josh Becker. We both we both wrote it together, but. Um, yeah, that's got some crazy staying power, you know, and I, and I was lucky to be on that show, and I'm also lucky to be on Ash, too, you know, I'm lucky to be on, because this is another show a lot like Xena, and it's not surprising, because it's the same producer, Rob Tappert, mm. oh, um, who's a, who's kind of a, a, a genius savant at knowing, you know, what people want to see, and, and making that a, a, a unique and fun thing, so um, I think, I think in a, I, I personally believe in a short amount of time this show could easily be a cult show, you know, like uh, like Xena was. Um, but that's a lot to do with Rob Tappert. You know, he he really he, he's quite a creator. It already is a cult. Yeah, show, I was about to say a phenomenon. I, yeah, I was about to say this already. Like episode one, I was like, oh, this is cult following already from the jump. Um, I wanted to ask you have probably put on every hat in Hollywood. You've been uh, actor, producer, director, writer. Um, even part of soundtracks, uh, which one do you enjoy the most, I guess, which is most rewarding for you? Um, well, I'll tell you, I like them all, except uh, I don't really like being a PA very much. That was pretty rough. <laughs> um, I don't really like that so much. I, I, being a production assistant, I'll tell you what, it's pretty humbling, um, but it, 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 that was really rough, you know, and, and I, I do like them all. But in answer to your question, I, I I love acting and I love writing and directing. Those three things are the best. Those are the greatest of all the film jobs I've had. There's a few that aren't even listed, you know, there maybe on IMDb or whatever. I mean, I was also uh, I was an assistant editor as well. I yeah, was that's a listed driver. too. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. I was sort of everything, but um, so I've, I've I've you know I've, I've I've sort of done it all. I mean, I haven't done post production sound or, or special effects, but. Other than that, I think I've kind of hit them all. But yeah, that. And you know, when you're a production, when you're a PA, you really get a sense of what everything is about. So, like, if if anybody out there is thinking of being in the film business, get a job as a production assistant. You will know every aspect of it. You know, and you will get your ass kicked. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Like, yeah. Everybody will. You are the lowest on the totem pole. Your ass will be kicked. But you know, you get to know you get to know the set, which is a pretty cool thing. Actually, uh, a very close friend of mine who's actually kind of our impromptu Hollywood contact he started his Hollywood career as a PA and I believe he's worked with some of your family members as well so he's uh, he's had nothing but good things to say about you guys so it's, it's been great oh that's cool thank you man thank thank you thank him so much for me it was uh, yeah you know you um, it's it's pretty humbling you know you you uh, they'll, they'll knock you down like uh, I went you know you're pretty much in tears all day you know <laughs> yeah. you know I mean so you, like, you can you watch what's happening on set like you see the producer getting pissed off. He yells at the director. The director gets pissed off. He yells at the actors. The actors get pissed off, and they yell at their assistants. Their assistants yell at you. <laughs> and then you turn around, and you have and you have no one to yell at. So you yell at the checkout guy uh, at the supermarket. <laughs> Why not? Well, Drake said you got to start from the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so question. Oh yeah, I did that. A uh, quick question. So um, previously we had Ray Santiago, who plays Pablo on the show. Uh, a little bit earlier, and we asked him what was his favorite part 
uh, of Ash vs. Evil Dead behind the scenes in terms of the, the funniest moment that they've had uh, with all the actors together. What would you say, uh, Ted, your favorite moment behind the scenes of Ash vs. Evil Dead Season 2 is? Uh, well, there's, there, well, there's two. I mean, you know, uh, there, there's two moments. Um, the, the first is watching Bruce Campbell do voices. <laughs> Bruce is... Bruce, you know, has a litany of voices that he loves to do, and he's, his mind is just like that. Bruce is a, he's a highly intelligent, highly creative guy, and when the camera stops rolling, he'll just start doing voices, and it's hilarious to listen to. He will do, uh, Bruce will do, say, um, you know, he'll do Ronald Reagan, or he'll start doing John Wayne. He'll do Cary Grant, he'll, and he just won't stop doing them, and it's amazing to do. And the other thing I love watching is, Watching in a similar fashion, Dana DiLorenzo imitate people on set. Like she's got this sort of crazy ability. It's like some kind of savant ability. Whoever walks on set who starts talking, she will just turn around and quietly just completely do their voice to me or Bruce or Ray, and it just cracks us up. It's 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 hilarious. It's some you know I don't know. She's like um, whatever you know. That's she's like you know uh, Terminator. You know, too, that Christina Loken, you know, just totally takes oh. on the voice and the whole figure and all that stuff. It's, it's pretty amazing. But that, yeah. And those guys, too, are, are you know, are, are, are Dana and Ray, you know, the new generation. Uh, they're amazing because I say this all the time to people, but it's true. When you have new people in Ash, a show that really requires you to balance horror and comedy right in the middle there, it's oh, so tricky that it's so easy to goof it, even if you're a great actor. And those guys can do that trick. Do you know what I mean, fellas? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. Those, oh, yeah. those two actors really know how to toe that line, and it's so hard because you go a little bit to the right, and, you, and nothing wrong with it, but you get you know, Tucker Dale versus Evil or whatever. <laughs> and you go to the left, and it's just standard horror. Yeah. But right in the middle there, those guys tell that line, and it's it's amazing. I'm really lucky to be to 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 be with those two. I, I feel very blessed. Since since Chad and Ash are are childhood friends, how do you think Chad will handle the Evil Dead if he was the one that read from the from the book Necronomicon? From Necronomicon. Wait, sorry. Can you can you ask ask that again? Sorry, uh, it was a little bad connection there. So what did you say, fellas? I said you and um, Chad and Ash has been friends since childhood. How do you think Chad will handle the Evil Dead if he was the one that read from the book uh, Necronomicon? Necronomicon. Necronomicon. <laughs> oh, you want to know? Like, sorry, how how would Chet handle it? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Like like if he was Ash, if he was the hero of the story. Oh. Oh, so like if it were if Chet? Oh, wait, I'm just trying to figure this out now. If Chet were the star. Yeah. 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 If Chet oh, was the one Chet, I read from the book. That's easy. Chet, would, you'd watch, well, it would be entertaining for Chet, but not the audience. You'd watch Chet drink <laughs> a gallon of, ke- of ketamine and pass out. That's all <laughs> <laughs> and just watch the world go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, that's, he's, too, he's too much, he's sort of useless. I mean, I mean, he's useful with Ash around, I'm guessing, you know, but like, I wouldn't trust Chet with the fate of the world uh, <laughs> for anything, man. I mean... Chet, anybody's better than Chet. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't have Chet sweep out my freaking garage, man. He'd be oh, tripping man. on ketamine in about five minutes. He'd be like, dude, sweep the garage. I'll get to it. I'll get to it, man. Hang on. He'd just be chugging it. And yeah. <laughs> All right. So on this uh, season of uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead, we saw some really incredible vehicular stunts. Um, can you tell us what it was like acting through some of those scenes? Because, I mean, they look really good on screen. 
Did you? I'm sorry. I, we got such a bad connection. I'm so sorry, Falcon. Can you repeat that question? It's okay. So on this season, um, we had a lot of really incredible vehicular stunts. Can you tell us what it was like um, to act during those stunt scenes? Oh, the stunts, yeah. Um, oh, it's amazing. Um, we have an incredible stunt team down there, first of all. Um, start that question out. Answer that. Answer that. Um, my stunt guy, Tony, first of all, that does all my stunts, is mind-blowingly adept at just doing great falls, uh, flips, rolls. You know, I'm, I'm so lucky to have him. I didn't do any of those stunts. That's all him. <laughs> and another guy named Raisho, who is Bruce Campbell's stuntman, does all of Bruce's stuff. So, I mean, we may seem really, you know, crazy, uh, you know, tough guys, but we're really not. And um, although, to be fair, Bruce Campbell does do some of his own stunts, including, amazingly, uh, that role you saw up on the Delta, where he's just, he comes at the Delta, and he, the Delta hits him, and he rolls up onto the windshield. That was all Bruce Campbell doing that stuff. Oh, wow. wow. Crazy. Are the insurance company that That was him. <laughs> damn. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, damn. It was. It was just, it was crazy. And um, it just blew my mind, you know. I was like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? You are going to break your back. But he's so, he's so physically fit, you know. That guy is just a fit guy. And so, so that is pretty amazing. And the other thing Bruce does is those power slides. That he learned from William Shatner, like when he pulls uh, that Delta in, he goes, Wah! pulls that car up there. He's doing that himself. That's not a stunt driver. It's oh, crazy. Wow. Wow. You know, I've actually heard him during interviews talk about how he learned how to do power slides from from William, William Shatner. Yeah, like awesome. he learned yeah, from like man, the Shatner old cop show him. he did. I mean, that must have been a crazy. I mean, can you imagine that session? It would have been like, now, Bruce, let me show you how to do a power slide. Kind of gearing you. I mean, you know, how can you, how can, you know, when, when, you know, when Captain Kirk wants to tell you something, you shut up and you listen. I guess that's probably right? why I learned how to do that. You know, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, like, how do you say no to Captain Kirk? Like, that's kind of, it's kind of tough. No alien shit could. Oh, that's kind of true. Hey, so typically uh, a lot of your characters uh, die horrific deaths. Chet is still alive. Chet is still alive right now. But do you think that he is uh, a little apprehensive about just how shit, how real shit is getting with Bale or Ball and everybody right now in terms of oh, his own mortality? Yes. Oh, hell yes, he's afraid. Oh, you better believe he's afraid. Um, and look, I mean, statistically, you're right. Statistically, I die in almost every single thing I've ever done. If you go back into my career, I don't know why people love killing me so much. <laughs> It's kind of twisted, you know, but they do. And um, so I, so just based on the law of averages, you could guess that I may die in the show. Uh, you'll have to watch to find out. I may or I may not. I may live. You know, you don't know. But, um, yeah, I die a hell of a lot. People take great joy. I have died in everything. And I haven't just died in horror movies, which I've done most of in my career. Like, all my TV shows I've died in. Um, except like one, I mean, even the one I've, ones I've started, I've died in like Xena warrior princess, um, Xena's daughter stabs me to death. Uh, <laughs> and the show I did before that, uh, sequest DSV, you know, about a submarine in the future, we get hauled by a mine and I drown. I mean, it's some <laughs> grisly shit. I don't know why that happens to me, but it does. <laughs> Um, so, okay, quick question. Um, what's your, the show is known for having some great one-liners. What would be your favorite one-liner from the show? 
or even from the movies as well. Oh, from the from 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 this TV show so far, my favorite lines. My yeah, favorite your favorite line one line. Said, like one line. Oh man, um, it's either got to be "Till the wheels fall off, brother." Nice. Yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm probably "Till the wheels fall off, brother." I just love that line they wrote for me. I I dig it immensely because um, uh, it just embodies what Chet does. You know, he's just a partier. <laughs> he just loves to party. Um, and the other one I like too is. Uh, K-Hold! <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Kelly crashes on the floor. You know, Chet and Ash just both, you know, cry out, K-Hold, you know, because after you fall down uh, fall down the ketamine trap, yeah. that's you. <laughs> so uh, that was pretty awesome. That's cool. I think uh, Old Ninja has the last one. Yeah, last so question. this is the last question uh, we got for you here, Ted. Um, so you talked about the roles that you really enjoyed, but you also talk about how you got into acting and your first love was the old school radio shows. Uh, can you tell us and uh, the fans what Deathly Spirits is about? Yes, uh, Deathly Spirits is a show that um, I've been doing. I paused it for a while so I could do Ash vs. Evil Dead, but I'm going to revive it a little bit. It's, it's, a, it's a, essentially a show where I tell a scary story um, and then... I show the audience uh, a stories that I wrote, and then I show the audience how to mix a drink to soothe, soothe their nerves. Oh, wow. So it's really like the straight, yeah. So it's really like the strangest cooking show ever. <laughs> you know, it's just this. It, it really is that, and and um, I did it because when I was a kid, I used to love to listen to some repeats, but some of the last dying gasps of the old um, uh, the old horror radio shows. Mm. And when I was very young. Back in the 70s, the very last one was still on the air. It was called the CBS Radio Mystery Theater. Mm, I remember that. And, yeah, it was a great one. And um, E.G. Marshall, the great E.G. Marshall, with the, you know, the man with the golden voice, would, would begin every episode. And uh, you'd hear a door creaking. And then he would say in this fantastic voice, Come in. Nice. That's what you'd hear. And, and it, it was so chilling and amazing. And uh, I never forgot that. And listening to those really made me want to do horror pictures, which I've done, you know, since I was 21, you know. And, I, and now that I have an opportunity, now thank God for, you know, these, these last 10 years for YouTube and everything, you can make your own damn shows and put them up. So I decided to do something like that, and it's been very popular, and uh, so I'm going to continue making them. And it's, it's been a blast. And there's a little spinoff show, too, I'm making which, with an audio podcast only, but that's a video. And so that's Deathly Spirits. And um, it's it's uh, uh, thanks for mentioning it. It's, it's it's fun for me to do. Of course, uh, I hadn't had a chance to actually check it out because uh, I was having issues. But I just wanted to know, like, when you're reading your stories, do you do a cross of like Vincent Price meets like Darth Vader type voice? <laughs> it's a little. It's really yeah. It's really that's a that's a good one. It really is like it's just like Vincent Price, really, um, with uh, you know a little bit of. Uh, Hitchcock's, um, you know, wry humor. I mean, I'm, mm. no one's as great as, as Hitch was at that, but um, I do my best to uh, come close to him, you know. But those guys are all inspirations, and it's a shame that there aren't any horror hosts anymore. Mm. Oh, and uh, yeah. I love hosting. It's just, you know, when I was a kid, too, every Saturday, every local town had them. You know, I grew up in Detroit, mm. and there um, we had a guy named Sir Graves Gastly. You know, that was our local horror host. And so every Saturday there'd be two double features. There's a double feature horror movie that he would host, and he was basically this guy, and he had this great laugh. And at the end of every out before the commercial break, he'd he'd say some one-liner, and he'd go, 
That's what he would do. That's That's awesome. awesome. It was it was so hilarious, and he got away with it. I'm like, who can get away with that? Like, it's not what they teach you in acting class to do. Like, they teach you to be real and genuine and stuff. And it was guys like that, guys like E.G. Marshall, guys like uh, you know. Uh, wild guys who, who, who would do who would break boundaries that I was most inspired by and you know look one of the one of the biggest derisory remarks I always get uh, from critics when they don't like me is you know he's really big he's too big you know Ted Ramey makes he's too many faces he's too goofy rubber face and all that stuff and I look at that as a compliment because um, I am just as big as I feel I need to be and no bigger you know? <laughs> um, but not but but critics don't often think that. But I don't care. The fans seem to dig it, and that's all I care about. Yeah. Um, Bruce Campbell has a has a very complimentary, uh, you know, backhanded compliment to give me every time. And he says, "I like acting with Ted Ramey because he makes me look subtle." <laughs> wow, that's perfect. Uh, thank you so much, Ted. Where where can folks find you? Like on Twitter, uh, and what hashtag should we use? And what uh, can you also mention the? Uh, how to get the stars app so people can catch up on season two of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Absolutely. So first of all, anyone who wants to follow me, I am Ted Ramey across the board at uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's very easy to find me. And uh, yes, please download the stars app. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, for those of you who are cheapskates, you get a month free. So go do that because then you can watch all of Ash. And uh, if you're super duper cheap, you can cancel. But it is true. It's cheaper than a six-pack. So go get that damn app because they have everything. Uh, Ash, they've got a million billion movies on there. It's a pretty awesome network. So go do that. Hell yeah. Uh, oh, and you have your website too. Is that correct? What's that? What would you say? You have your website as well. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that's easy too. Ted Ramey also. Oh. Can't miss it. Nice and I don't know how I got my name and everything. I got so lucky. You know, <laughs> yeah, you got super to do, lucky. Um, yeah. <laughs> Get a unique thing there. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, we appreciate so it. Oh, go ahead. Thanks, you guys. It was, it was a blast talking to you, and um, um, I'm a big fan of your podcast, so thank oh, you for having uh, me on. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, We're going to use that sound bite. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Thank you, man. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank, thank you. Care.